Again, I'm Wardy Ward, and to the left of me is the man, the myth, and the problem solver, the talented Mr. Trey's in the house. What's going on, Wardy Ward? You know how we do, brother. We got a special in-studio guest today that I cannot wait to talk to. This man is a marketing branding coach. He's known for working with accountants bookkeepers, as well as nine to fivers like you and I, you know, the normal people. Well, I'm, I'm like a nine to four thirty. Can you still work with me? <laughs> I will see. <laughs> I'm just asking. Uh, he, he's going to drop some clues on how we can attract clients, uh, nice. build more consultations and build a brand, whatever that may be. So uh, let's not make the people wait any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you the one and only Gerald Lee. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. What's going on? What's going? What's up with you, man? Glad you could bless us with your presence and talk to us today. Oh, so, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to be. So, we want to know a little bit about you before you start out telling us all these jewels. You know, we we want the people to know that we can really trust you. What was you born at? Uh, what what's the little background? Which credentials are? Uh, I mean, what have you done? I mean, tell us who you are. <laughs> I'm just a squirrel, <laughs> man. I'm just a squirrel now. Um, I'm. My name is Gerald Lee Jr. I'm from Fort Myers, Florida, a little country town down in Florida. And uh, mm. yeah, man, um, basically it's interesting because my parents, I grew up pretty poor, but my parents, um, I've seen them come up in a sense, I guess you say. Um, they started out, you know, my mom was cleaning people's houses, my dad, you know, he worked small jobs. He worked for uh, the garbage company, actually, for years mm. years. And that was my first job. After, you know, mowing grass and doing different things around the neighborhood, he got me, got me a job with waste management at 14 years old, man, working summers in that hot sun. Uh-huh. Uh, that just kind of was the, the humble beginnings, I guess you would say, of, of what I, where I started, you know. Um, okay. You want me to get all into it, or just a little? I mean, I want to know the I mean, name of your you... third grade teacher. Um, <laughs> you that you were your pro flight somewhere back in the day. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. Uh, that, yeah, that, that that's good. What you told us. I, I was kind of. Know, did you go to college or anything too? Um, I played around with it. You know. Uh, I kind of got out of high school and, and thought I'd just work for a little bit and then played around with community college and different things. I almost even rolled up on a degree a couple of times, but it just it just didn't feel right, man. I had that entrepreneurial spirit in me um, for my parents. I mean, we literally do. My mom taught us, my sister and I, how to sew clothing uh, when we were in elementary school so that we could sew our clothes. Wow. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. a couple pennies together to make it work. You know, no, there you go. No shame here. Um, yeah. By the mm-hmm. time I graduated high school, my mother uh, owned her own cleaning company. She started out cleaning people's houses. She owned her own cleaning company with uh, multiple uh, large contracts. Um, my father, he also uh, began uh, helping her, and he also got a, a trucking company put together, and and they just kind of showed me how you could make it happen mm-hmm. on your yeah. own. So that's yeah. that's what kind of stuck with me all, all my life um, up until now, man. I mean, really, I want people to see that they have that ability to really get out and get it for themselves if they want mm-hmm. to. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree totally. So, did your parents parents have an influence on them, or did your parents are they the first generation that said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna break this cycle"? Well, that's interesting, bro. Uh, my dad he he grew up even poorer than we did. You know, um, he grew up uh, on a I would say a modern day plantation. You know, um, mm-hmm. here in the South, there you know the migrants and different ones they. They live on farms. They have little communities that just the workers live in. Um, my mm-hmm. family uh-huh. grew up on a tobacco farm. Um, okay. so, uh, his mother and father, his uncles, all of them worked, you know, this way when he was very young. And then when he got an opportunity to, to really go out on his own and do a thing, he went and got a job off the farm, which they thought was taboo. 
did I drop off mm-hmm. the farm working at a grocery store. And then they started to kind of follow suit after that. But he was very young when both of his parents passed. So I met my grandparents. But that kind of gave my dad that, I guess, that extra motivation that mm-hmm. he did done on his own. And then my mother, on the mm-hmm. other hand, her parents, both her mother and father were alcoholics. So she kind of, you know, stayed with them, stayed with her grandmother, stayed with them. But my grandmother was a true entrepreneur. Believe it or not, man. Oh. I'm sorry, my great grandmother. My great grandmother, um, she was a midwife in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. She had a doctor that took her under his wing and, and taught her to work for him. And she became so good at it that she was able to build a house in the back of her house and it was all, you know, fitted out just for delivering babies. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> wow. So I, I would say yeah, probably that's... 90% of my peers that I grew up with that I knew in the black community were delivered by my great grandmother, including myself. Man. Wow. Ooh. So your, your, your great grandmother had, nice had the first walk in uh, Urgent Care Center, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they owe her some money. <laughs> She never really got wealthy um, because of it. I don't know how it didn't happen, but she, she worked for one doctor and was able to you know start her own business, but she never really got wealthy. Maybe she gave a lot back. I'm not sure you know what happened with it, but she, she lived a, a very normal you know life in the hood. You know, that's where it all went down, and she's she stayed relevant right there in the hood. Oh, and all this went down in Florida. Yeah, Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Florida. And, or where are you living at now? Now I live in Tampa. Okay. So you still in Florida? Right. Man, that that's a good life. I, I can I just can't see being poor. That living in Florida is never poor to me because it seems like y'all got the beach around there. You got great weather. I mean, always sunny. Yeah, I, I, yep. Uh, yeah, you get with the hurricane, the typhoon, or whatever come through there for excitement. <laughs> that seems like. A, but it's you know, one important thing that there is always justified in every town is you got that one side of the track versus the other. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the east side? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> was it was it was it the east side? Was that east side, Gerald? <laughs> actually, actually, it was on the west side because we're on. Uh-oh. We're, uh, we're okay. In, uh, no, I I gotta take that back. You're right. It was on the east side. No, <laughs> oh, I am validated. God. Please don't let this man be right. Every city in this country, if you talk about the east side, it's a little different. Florida, Fort Myers is on the southwest side of Florida, so the further west you get, the closer to the water you get. So you know that ain't gonna work for the poor community. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, you know, so you're saying you so, grew up in the beachfront property with the go ahead, Trey. With, with everyone else then, huh? <laughs> definitely on the east side. <laughs> uh, well, let, let's get into the to the meat and potatoes of it all. So, what you're currently doing now mm-hmm. is uh, you're helping these people become uh, you, you're a branding coach, you're a marketing branding coach, right? Tell us yeah. what that is and, and how that can uh, help me or help someone else. Okay. Well, I would when, whenever you have good marketing for your business, it will make your business look good to your consumer or to anyone that's considering your services or product. But when Uh you have great marketing in place, it makes your consumer feel smart about wanting to do business with you. So what we try to do is position, help help individuals to position their business to project an image of being an expert and an authority in a certain business space, whether it's a niche that you're helping single mothers with a certain thing, or um, if you're if you're helping uh, married couples, whatever it is, we want them to look at individuals that are branding and marketing their business as an expert and authority and a go-to person that will help them. So what I noticed 
in my uh, businesses, you know, that I was flirting around with, you know, we, we owned and lost and sold whatever different businesses over time. But when it comes to social okay. media and getting individuals involved that are not used to <clears throat> business for themselves, marketing yeah. is about the last thing that they think about. You know, they just want to try to make a sale, which is normal. But the only way mm -hmm. you're going to get someone to spend money with you is if they know like construction. So okay. marketing comes into play, helping to develop that know, like, and trust factor. And once that's done, then you know, you'll have uh, and people that feel comfortable with doing business with you. So that's pretty much uh, what we're trying to do with several online businesses and offline. Okay. So let me make sure that's no like, and trust, you said? No like, and trust. So think of it this way. Ever since we were young kids, we've been programmed and, and, and taught that you don't trust strangers. You don't take anything from a stranger. Now, the only time that that was relaxed or allowed is if a family had some sort of a tradition that they, um, you know, celebrated like Halloween. You know, that's the only time kids were allowed to take things from strangers and they still would take all the things right. supposedly back home and inspect it. So even as adults, we have it ingrained in us not to give money or any, you know, information that's private to people that we don't know, like, and trust. When we develop yeah. that know, like, and trust, then we feel like, okay, it's, it's all right for me to um, to purchase something from you. All right? It may not be something big. That still may be part of that marketing. You give them a small item to purchase so that they see you trustworthy and then you market bigger items to them. But when okay. you develop that know, like, and trust, you can have lifelong fans that will spend money with you over and over and over again. Mm. Is it, was that the 2080 rule or the 8020 or? What mm. are you talking about social media? Yeah, but when people are spending money with you, it's like you get like 80% uh, of your money from 20% of your customers or repeat customers. I could be talking, but go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure, bro. That, that's that's a little bit deeper than, than we uh, have gone with it, but I'm sure that, that applies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so so when they know on you, basically the customer know basically what the product is you're offering and, and how it's going to benefit them. Yeah. So the, knowing a person is developed through showing them how you're an expert and how you are an authority. Mm. Teaching them how to do certain things. So, is that like bragging? Well, there, there's a time when that can be appropriate, but you know, it's always done with tact. But oh, absolutely. What, what we do is we we take individuals through a branding cycle to develop it. So we start out with an authority post, and that authority post usually consists of stats and facts. This is how you project your authority to individuals watching. You want to show them stats and facts. It's, you know, you know what you're talking about and here are the stats and facts are proven. Then you go on to an expertise post and doing it with the expertise post, you're showing them how to do something. All right, so maybe you're giving them three ways to do this or, to, you know, um, five things that will ensure this result. All right, so then you teach them. Then we want to go to a demonstration uh, type of a post that, I'm sorry, um, samples or demonstration post. Okay, with that you can you can show the background. You know, you behind the scenes working, um, you helping clients, maybe even a testimonial from a client that will develop that. And the last mm -hmm. the last post that we suggest they post in that branding cycle is a likability or a trust post. And what that entails is you showing them the real you. So maybe it's you and your family, you know, at a park or out to dinner, whatever the case is, it's whatever you're comfortable with, but it's just showing them the real you. So if you do that in, in a cycle over and over and over again, eventually people feel like they know you and they start to, to, to develop that trust because now you're teaching them things. They know that they can go to you to learn and then they can like you um, and, and, and develop even more trust once they see the real you with about the scenes or other people reviewing you and, and suggesting your services.
I see. That makes sense. Hmm. I like that. I I see it. I, I feel like I trust you already. So, <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. So, so I just it really. Let me, go ahead, Trey. Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll ask my question after. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just, real quick. I was just gonna say it doesn't matter what industry you use that with. That can be used with any type of niche, target market, or industry. Hmm. Okay. Trey, go ahead. I want to hear your question, bro. You know, when I, I was thinking back to what you were saying about, you know, the, the that, that core concept of no like and trust, you know, that, that sounds a lot like, you know, the, the golden circle where, you know, like, where a lot of businesses typically where they start with, with the what in order to relationship. But what you've done is actually turn it on as inverse and start with the why, meaning why do you want to do business? Why? Why? What is your purpose for being, being, being a, a, a marketing branding expert? So, just kind of think about what businesses are currently doing. And you think about what individuals actually need. What you've done, you started at, at the core of you know, of you know, why are you in business? What is your core belief? And then from there, you start thinking about, you know, how can it benefit from your skill set that you're providing. And then the what that's the that's the end all be all when it comes to you know the the product that shows hey, the end result of what you're of what you're offering. So you you've actually turned that on it on its head, and that concept is actually used by a lot of larger companies like Apple as well too. You know Apple they've dominated. You know what is Apple known for? You know they they've, they've got great software. They've got great media uh, tools so you can share pictures, and they've used that marketing concept of about the why to really leapfrog so many different companies that have come and now gone based off you know, what they've done with starting at the core of what's their core belief. So I got to hand it to you. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. you know, you know, with that being said, you, you mentioned also about how this applies to different types of businesses. Now, how, how does that apply to, to businesses at different stages of, of their, of their life cycle? Maybe they're at their, that introduction phase where they have you no, know, low sales and a lot of costs and then they get to that growth phase where things are starting to ramp up and they see more sales and and more some profits and they get that maturity phase where things kind of plateaued and then unfortunately you get that decline where either they renew revitalize redo what they've done or they go out of business so right. have you helped other businesses at various stages of, of their life cycle to determine hey what's the best marketing branding strategy for them based on where they are in that stream of time? Absolutely. Um, with social media uh, marketing and management, one thing that's very consistent is that it changes all the time. So, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even even if a business, I would say, is is you know have, has plateaued and they want to stay at that level, they're still going to have to continually change their marketing strategy as they go. Uh, because mm -hmm. they will decline if they don't, you know, continue to uh, keep up with it. Um, but what we normally do is, what I was saying with the branding cycle, that that is an organic um, strategy. Okay, that okay. someone can do that without the need of spending money on ads or any of that. Um, but they do need, you know, an audience. Uh, to see their, their their thing. So we would employ other things. But what I would say for a new business, the most important thing, is, especially if they're starting to run ads, is to get some brand awareness out there. Mm -hmm. Get people used to seeing your business, your brand, uh, your company, your logo. Um, and one of the best things that I, I think a, a new business can do, for, you know, after they've gotten their plan together and they put their strategy together, is to make sure that their graphics and all of their copywriting is cohesive and it flows. So let's just say, for instance, you have a, a fitness, you know, personal training uh, business and you're marketing on social media, I should be able to recognize your post while I'm scrolling down without mm -hmm. you. So I see your colors, I see your fonts, I see, you know, I already recognize it. and. You know something that you mentioned to me so that was i don't want to uh yeah but so that that type of um strategy or changing of strategy would happen for businesses throughout their life cycle um, mm -hmm. if it's a larger company and they're starting to decline 
we may need to go back to the drawing board and, and look at the targeting. Something's changed okay. uh, so that customers are starting to, to fall off. So maybe it's a customer service issue. So it could be many different things. Um, right. You know, I was going to tell you guys something. Well, you had mentioned about getting brand awareness out. How do you get brand awareness out? Is that using like Facebook and uh, Instagram or something? Or are you sending messages directly to people? Or how are you getting that out we there? We do all kinds of things. Or, I mean, we, we literally, um, first and foremost, you want to be consistent. So if you're going to post three times a week, make sure you post three times a week on the same day. Um, but we suggest that you post daily. So yes, you definitely want to use the social media uh, platforms out there and pick one, become an expert on it. So move on to others okay. so that you don't tr- um, stretch yourself too thin. But when we talk about brand awareness, we may employ the use of uh, virtual assistants. We may also run ads. So if you look at, say for instance, my Instagram page right now, Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that are that are going on there. First and foremost, um, you see the amount of followers uh, that I have and the amount of followers. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's yeah. all market. That's all market. So what I've done is I have VAs and I give them a specific hashtag and I tell them, okay, over the next five days, I want you to follow 200 people from this specific hashtag every single day. All right? Mm-hmm. And when you follow them, on their latest post, leave a comment, something motivational, ask them if they um, are open to collaboration, and then leave them a DM message saying, hey, I just sent you a message a while ago. Just wanted to open up and ask if you were, um, if you would consider collaboration. All right, so that's mm-hmm. all, again, that will be considered organic, but I'm paying them to do that. All right, so Okay. what that does is it number one, alerts their attention that they have a new comment, when you leave someone that you uh, haven't followed or just followed even, if you leave them a DM, it's probably gonna go into their spam folder. So all okay. three of those things, you know, the liking of their latest post, the leaving them a comment and DMing them is all to get their attention. Mm-hmm. They, once they reply back, that's when I step in and I go through different strips and different things with them. We do that for a lot of different companies on you know, really big scale. So when you see someone growing, there may be lots of things happening. So, okay. And me, you know, Scott, so, I was kind of thinking, I, I did a little experiment doing something like that a while ago. There was a company or a restaurant before COVID hit, and I was just a real big fan of what they were doing on on Facebook about showing their, their, their daily specials. I mean, uh-huh. You know, you look up. You look at my, my my page on on Instagram. It's either food or music. I'm, you know, <laughs> I I don't I don't sing, but I do eat. So it is what it is. <laughs> so you know, you start. I started making some comments to them, and I just started doing it every day. And all of a sudden, I noticed they start start responding to that. And then from there, it was like, hey, you know what? We'd like to have you come down. And I was like, and then COVID hit, so you know things kind of went sideways with that part. I I hope they don't think I'm the reason why they, they went out of business. But I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> It was, uh, you, you know, Jerry, what you just mentioned there, that, that is that is so true. Because I was just like, you know, you start liking their page and start making little comments on it. That's that that, that natural tendency of, of, of being able to respond to good as well, too. So, man, that's, yeah, that, that, that's that makes that a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it seems like, um, who who is your, your competition for what you do? Who is my competition for what I do? If any, I mean, you might just be well, running the whole game. I wish. <laughs> you know what? I, I see different people on on uh, Instagram doing different things, but I'm not sure who would be my direct competition because my niche within the, the uh, accounting and bookkeeping uh, industry is still narrowed down to individuals that are, I uh, would say, have been in business for about a year and all the way up to medium-sized businesses. I don't deal with uh, a real large ones. So I see some um, competitors, but yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily say they're direct competition. I'm not sure. That's a good question, man. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, I was just wondering because I know it's, it seems like it's so much. Uh, everybody's trying to start a uh-huh. business now, especially during COVID. And I think that's a good thing, too. And it's, it's the right time to do it. That's why I was wondering that uh, other people out there trying to get in the same market you're going to. But maybe, maybe you don't have any in, in that well, sense because how, how, did, how did you get into it? I have that? seen them, though. I mean, I just don't know how far along they are in their business and if they they just started or how serious they are you know, really building it. But I've seen several people out there that, that have marketing for accountants or bookkeepers on social media. Um, okay. The way that I got involved is, is pretty interesting. Um, I was, man, I guess I need to give a bit of history on it here. Go ahead, give it to me. I went through a period of time where I couldn't make any, you know, I was, it was a hard time making money. Um, and mm-hmm. I was doing like odd jobs. I was working, uh, remodeling homes. I, you know, I was doing some other things. And I decided that, you know what, I, was, I think I'm going to just get out of being an entrepreneur and go back to work. But I need a feel that, that I can be, you know, I focus on, say, all right, this is what I specialize in. So literally, man, at the age of, uh, what was it, like 33, 34? I went back to school. I went to a tech school to become a turbine and generator mechanic. Okay. Okay. And we were specializing in working on uh, generators and turbines and power plants. So, you know, big machine. So I did that uh, for about a year and a half. And once I graduated, um, I went into the workforce, but all of the work was over the road. So, you know, you leave get on a job site anywhere from three days to a few weeks or longer and then you come home and then they have two seasons per year. Well, I did that for a couple of jobs and then I got a job and I was on that job for five months. It didn't last for five months. <laughs> and my daughter was getting close to graduating. I was stuck in Terre Haute, Indiana uh, and that was the first winter that I lived for. <laughs> That's why you back uh, in Florida. We, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because you know we yeah, live in Indiana. Yeah, we we, we, we we're like fifty miles from that. Place. Said we said Hope. We, we understand. Oh man, I was, <laughs> bro, I ain't never think I was gonna get out of there, man. Power plant was in Cayuga. Oh wow! At first, I was I was staying over. I can't even remember the name of the, the town. It was another town, but then I moved uh, moved over to Terre Haute. But anyhow. I was stuck out there for five months, and then when I when I finished that job, I was like, man, I, I just I was done with it, you know. So I, I collected my unemployment until it ran out, um, and then I studied during that time to become an insurance uh, agent, and I jumped into mm-hmm. being a life insurance agent. Did very well with it in a call center environment. Got tired of it though because of the uh, it was just you know the politics, the glass ceiling type stuff. Um, did for a couple of years, right. um, and then went out into the field and did the same thing and did very well with it as well. But what I seen was that my time was just diminished. I, I was spending way too much time trying to make money, and my idea of you know a good comfortable life is enjoying your time with your family. You know, so mm-hmm. I got out of that um, and got into multi-level marketing. Uh, but helping individuals with their credit and finance, trying to get a credit oh, yeah. worthy, yeah. Uh, help them get their finances in order, and, and, and also to correct some of those bad habits that got them to that point. Well, another well, part of the, the business is that you build a team of individuals that want to be entrepreneurs and build their business as well. Well, what I've seen was a lot of individuals were struggling just like me to get interested people talking with them and also people that really were motivated to get something done. And the only thing that we were being taught by our upline as far as marketing and branding was to basically go out and find as many as people, uh, find as many people as you can in social media. And it also led Mm -hmm. to just really positioning and, and, and showing your business in a negative light 
because you know you're irritating people by posting too much, looking spammy, being in the DMs asking for sales, um, you know, and just with, with a sensitive subject like credit. People don't want to talk about their credit out loud, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know they sure mm-hmm. don't. You're right so, on that. I just, I kind of, you know, wanted to really take off with the business, but I did not want to have myself put out there like some people were, um, you know, running their businesses. It just, I didn't feel like it, it showed a, a, a positive light on what we were trying to do. Um, many times what you'll see in a multi-level marketing businesses is that they want to show the glamour. They want to show... Mm-hmm. Um, but not everybody makes money like that. I mean, it, it takes a lot in order for those individuals to even get where they're at. And most of that is experience, you know, coming from other companies and using their experience to really um, build quickly in a new company. So I reached out to a mentor who had introduced me to branding and marketing. And he was actually generating leads for me. And when he started generating some leads for me, I shot to the top of this company as the top producer. And I'm like, man, I need to be able to replicate this with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but my team, you know, they, 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 you have to educate yourself on how marketing and, and, and all of this works. It doesn't just happen. And, and even I had the wrong idea. Again, I thought, okay, I'll give this person money. They'll get me some leads. We'll send them through a funnel, and these people are just going to sign up on their own, and life will be great. And then once that happens, I'll increase right. the money that I'm putting in it, and, and we'll double it and triple it. Well, what you have to do is build what we were talking about before, the new and trust factor. Or mm-hmm. you're going to send a bunch of people to a funnel. If they even click the link, you'll send a bunch of people there, and they'll just see it and leave. So that just started. I, I Man, when I when I started getting this here good picture, my mentor he has courses and different things, and he was teaching me. And I'm like, wow, you know, there's a lot that needs to happen in order mm-hmm. to build these businesses properly online. And when I see yeah. that, I, I took a step back. I, at this point, right now, I'm still involved in in those some of those businesses and even that that one with the credit. But I took a step back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I put the foundation in place first. Yeah. All right. That, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying hey, there. Gerald, let me ask you a quick question. Now, again, you, I know you mentioned about the, the, the those those core things about no like and trust, but also I think you agree that there's a point about trust but verify as well, too. So, you know, when you, when you start thinking about individuals, businesses, and, and reputation, at some point you start thinking about their credit worthiness, and that reputation that may be on the soft side. You know, you got the hard numbers that come from their from the credit reporting, like Dun and Bradstreet or, or or the FICO scores, that type of thing. That gives you the hard numbers where they are financially and and do they do they pay their bills, that type of thing. But then you've got that soft side too that's so subjective, dealing with Google reviews and other ways where individuals leave remarks. You know, how do how do you balance, you know, that that technical side of the hard numbers? And that soft side with the, the feelings that come from Google reviews of how individuals felt they were treated. How do you balance those things out when it comes to marketing and branding and assisting companies? Gotcha. So the best thing to do with uh, any negative review is, is to have someone that's obviously monitoring them, but also mm-hmm. answer them properly. You know, you want to show that you're all about that customer experience. So don't delete the negative review answer it properly and even point out where it was either resolved or how it can be resolved so that other people feel like, mm-hmm. okay, if I have a problem, they're going to jump on it. They'll take care. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I would do with the reviews. Um, but we, we use a mixture. We use a mixture because say, I know you have the, the hard numbers uh, from the credit bureaus as far as you know, how you manage your money. Um, and, and that tells that story. Um, but what we do is we use a mixture. So if you want to use some of those reviews, then you want to have some case studies where you're going a little bit deeper in with the client that you've helped in the past and mm-hmm. some very detailed ways where people can, can see. And then um, if, you know, if you have a great way of managing money and, and you know that your, your credit is, is through the roof, 
that needs that needs to be shown as well. So if you can do mm-hmm. tactfully, you know, just showing your credit worthiness, maybe your better business bureau score, things of that nature. Okay. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess to do what you do, you have to have a, a certain amount of confidence, and you definitely have that. Have you always been confident and believed in yourself? <laughs> no, sir. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm naturally a reserved person. Um, when I started, right. <laughs> I'm big. really, bro. When I, yeah, this, this this being an entrepreneur will bring it out to you. That's that's for sure. Because you have to talk to people, and if you're gonna be in sales, you gotta be willing to talk. So I I, I think being in sales helped me to to develop um, that. But yeah, what I what I'm all about, man, is trying trying to do things to be a better person tomorrow than I was the day before. All right, that comes with a lot of mm. personal development. You cannot skip that. Um, if you want to grow, then it, your mindset and everything along with it has to grow as well. So, say for instance, when right. it comes to doing uh, live uh, videos or, or going live on social media, that's something that I did not want to have any parts of. I, I understand. I don't feel like I'm that interested to just get up there and start talking about myself, you know? <laughs> or, you know, then you start having these thoughts of being self-conscious, you know, how, how do I appear in front of others? But what I did, man, is I, just like I reached out to a mentor to help me learn how to brand and market my business and help others to do the same, I reached out to a mentor to help me learn how to go live, how to talk about, uh, you know, different subjects properly, how to structure the live uh, the right way, write the hook, the captions, all of that. So I, I'm mm. definitely a proponent of finding help if you feel like you're lacking in the area. And that's what I'm all about doing that for myself. So you, I take it you mentor people I too then? Yeah, I, I, I help people uh, do the same thing that I'm doing or, or different aspects of it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not real huge into that right yet because I'm still building for myself. So mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. uh, helped about 150 individuals start their businesses and and, and different things. 150. But, you know, nice. <laughs> they, they're more like trying to uh, just use some of the techniques that I've, I've learned. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know that, that's good too because I believe like the the government uses that method of see one do one teach one and it sounds like you're, you're following that too because i think that kind of helps you know help you by helping somebody else because you know they may bring something to, to the picture that you maybe didn't focus on or really didn't think oh wow that did work so i, I commend yeah, you for I mean, that to be honest with you man i, I think when you have a, a passion that others can can see you know they, they can readily see it um it will help people that want to to assist you um, reveal themselves just you know I was creating a ton of content I, you know I was on social media day in and day out on several different platforms and when I tell you my mentor has seen this he, he took me under his wing he was like look you know the amount of things that you're doing you can do less than half of that and make a lot more money by being focused and having you know your focus in the right direction and after that man it just opened up so yes i, I definitely want to help others to be able to do the same because it it, it, it will literally almost drive you crazy <laughs> with no strategy i know right so so how did you know what mentor would be the one for well i've tried a, a few of them you know i didn't just reach out yeah. or was approached by the right one at first and literally I met um, my current mentor early on in the game, but I, I didn't recognize the value. I even um, started using some of their services and still didn't recognize the value because I, I'm not sure why I didn't slow down enough to see it, but I looked past it and started looking for other people. So even while I was using their services, I was purchasing courses 
um, and, and uh, challenges and, and, and different things from other people and got to see the different personalities in their styles. And I seen what I liked and what I didn't like. And when, um, when D reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we actually have some information on that. I want to check it out. I looked into it further and I was able to see that they had exactly what I was looking for. I just didn't recognize it. So it took me several thousands of dollars, um, you know, looking for things and still learning some things as well. But um, I had it right under my, my fingertips, just didn't know it. Don't they say that all the time? Like Dorothy clicked her heels three times? It was, it was always there. But I, I don't think that, that, that you lost anything because it cost you a few thousand dollars. Because my personal philosophy is if it costs you that much money, then that's how much it costs you for you to learn what you need to know. Because some people can get it in 25 cents. Some people may take two, three million. That just hasn't been your number because you're doing what you want to do. Sometimes, you know, it, so, it, it, it takes that to appreciate what's really good. You know what I mean? Like, you go and spend money and it wasn't all that or it really wasn't what you were looking for. Now you kind of have something to base other things on. But I... I needed that so that I could appreciate the good, you know, um, education and, and, and the thing, mm-hmm. you know, strategy mm-hmm. and learn. And one other thing it taught me, which is key for new individuals in their business, is have some patience and stick with your plan. Don't, don't you know, jump and, and go to something different. Get caught up in that shiny, you know, that, that new shiny object syndrome. You have to stick with it and then look mm-hmm. at the results and test other things with those results. But you want to compare, see what's working, what's not working. That's what it's all about. You have to test mm-hmm. or you don't want to be impulsive and jump around. Hey, Gerald, you yeah. know, I was doing some reading. I just noticed something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, wise, a wise man once said, five years from now, you're going to wish you started... You, you're going to wish you had started today. And that was a quote right. that was taken from you on August 2019. <laughs> Five years from now, you're going to yes, wish you had started today. That's 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 kind of pivotal. So you know now that you're you're now let's you're maybe now, well, almost two years, Bill. This year will be two years removed from that statement. So into that five-year plan, where do you, where do you, where do you see yourself? You know, three years from now. Three years from now. Yeah. Mm. Three, tra- tra- three tra- years, years from tra- now. Years. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I think where I see myself three years from now is literally doing less than I'm doing now. But because we put in, mm. you know, certain systems, I'll be able to confident, confidently do be able to do that. Um, and, and take care of the family. I don't have to worry about, you know, a, a bunch of work and, and really uh, enjoy life a little bit more, man, because I'm all about trying to buy back as much time as possible. Yep. Absolutely. Right, yeah. You Well, well speaking of Mr. <laughs> Lee quotes, I have two that I liked. Uh, a wise man once said, even though that last one. <laughs> Well, that last one you said, he said, it kind of sounded like a used car salesman told me that too. But anyway, uh, one of them was, uh, Wait, what? you said, you ain't never heard of used car salesman? The car you looking at today, somebody yeah. looked at yesterday, and they come back in today, why you think about it tomorrow? So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, but but I don't get the fact that Gerald, he's not high pressure. He, I can tell he's good at what he does because he doesn't pressure you. I like that. But uh, you said, if you get tired, learn to rest and not to quit. And you also said, it's not the stress that kills us, it's our reaction to it. And I like both of those because I think I saw the the, the, the reality of what you said in getting tired. You, you're acknowledging that, hey, you're going to get tired. You may get burnt out. Yeah. And it's okay to stop because a, a lot I read a lot of books and a lot of uh, great leaders or so-called worldly leaders they'll take time to rest and, and go away for me. Even Jesus uh, stepped away for a minute yeah. to be alone, you know, to regroup. And then you could come back in. And so I really thought that was wise. And you, that, no. was that your quote? No. I, that's okay. definitely okay. something that was okay. curated, but um, it fit at a time where I feel like, felt that I was uh, headed to burnout. 
you can you can become overly focused on things that just aren't important you know they'll, they'll waste your time throughout the day um so that's that's one of the reasons why i felt that it was necessary to kind of reevaluate things take a step back and get systems put in place that would help you know eliminate some of my wasted time you know mm -hmm. people with businesses online if they get somebody that contacts them you know they, they're ready to talk to them you know and, and they're right there trying to you know sell them and different things but you know a lot of that stuff can be done without you uh, doing the same thing yourself physically over and over again um so that you know, i think i earlier i mentioned putting systems in place and different things when you put these things in place they can build that you know like and trust factor for you mm -hmm. uh, physically being there having a conversation so different videos of people looking at you teach things and whatnot that's all a part of it and those are those are the systems that are in place where people can go and learn from you hear you speak see what you look like see your mannerisms without you doing one thing other than making that content you know one time previously <laughs> so you don't have to do that over and over so that um i think that i, I began to see that i'm like you know why am i talking to people over and over again about the same thing when i can have them look at a video of me saying the same thing mm -hmm. you're right i like that i like that yeah so and your pictures mm -hmm. all look high quality on your uh social media what, what kind of film you, you got a, like a no, expensive sir. camera here or something or uh, what most of what you see is cell phone quality photos um what i do is just try to take pictures that have a lot of light in them so mm -hmm. you can take pictures that mm -hmm. are lit up you can do so many different things with filters and and and, and uh things right on your cell phone Mm -hmm. amateur when it comes to that okay that's pretty good <laughs> so you do did you uh, look into that too on, on uh well I, I noticed that you know you, you got to bring a certain uh, you know a certain aesthetic uh, to the game and and i reached out to my mentors you know they they showed me that you can have you know little cheap things as long as you bring the right lighting uh, mm -hmm. you'll be okay so just a little tip man i went and got a little cheap uh, little light, light lamp stand or whatever you call it with the three arms at the top, you know. Mm -hmm. And I put uh, some yeah. daylight light bulbs in there, hundred watt, and it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's bright. That's <laughs> bright. Lights on you, and, and and make sure that you know your shadows and things in the background aren't really there, and you can do some amazing things with your cell phone. I'm telling you, because you looking like Denzel okay, these pictures to yeah. me, bro. Yo, I, 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 I was like, is this Denzel? That's the wrong profile. Was... That ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> wrong profile, bro. <laughs> uh, Trey, I think you told me you looked like another celebrity earlier, didn't you? Who, who was that you thought about, he looked like? Um, no, I thought you said he looked like, uh, what's that guy's name? Charles Dutton Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get that at all, Gerald? <laughs> He said you look like uh yeah, the rock man. Uh, Charles Dutton. Yeah, Charles S. Dutton. That Remember him? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fine looking brother. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, no, no, everybody got something to let me look like. Um so uh, what else did I want to ask him? Um, I think he pretty much covered a lot of that, man. You know, you really motivated me up to to try to step my game up, but I'm gonna start doing better uh, brand marketing on, on the different things That's Trey and I are into bro, right now. I just be playing around, man. You know, like, oh, let me just Did make a little gun to work yeah yeah i can't man i love that thing man you know because it works it it actually works so i'm gonna start doing some more stuff like that but you you mentioned something uh -huh. else early too about about the burnout and stress before covid hit man you know i'm in been in insurance game for a while really? i had got so burnt out i just didn't care anymore i'll just really walk away from it yeah. all and just do, do, get unemployment i didn't care and then we got shut down we got off the road and I was able to get my, my bearings back, man. Because, you know, mental health yeah, sure. is serious. It's serious, man. And 
Yeah. So like you said, that stress, you can get caught up in, I mean, the best thing that could have happened to me was just to sit down and just be able to just, you and know, breathe. time just to look yeah. out the window, man. Never just, before, just to, man. Yeah. Never yeah. So, yeah. So now did you say you, Timmy, you had went through a, a weight loss thing yeah. too? Did you yeah, do that I too, Gerald? I've always had, uh, you know, battles with my weight uh, ever since I got out of high school. Because uh, I, when I got out of high school, man, mm-hmm. right out of high school, I, I had a, a serious lower back surgery. And, you know, and you get some, well, okay. back then, whenever you got work on your back, you knew you were just going to be, you know, limited afterwards. And going from being involved in uh, sports, not, not organized sports, but just, you know, being an active child, teenager, playing basketball a lot, and then right out of high school, man, I probably gained like 50 or 60 pounds after that, that um, surgery, which wasn't any good for my surgery mm-hmm. anyway, you know, my injury. So I battled with it. I went up to, I went up to almost 450 pounds. I was at 449 and I lost a hundred pounds. I gained some mm-hmm. back. And in 2010, I had a gastro bypass surgery and lost a bunch of weight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people I know yeah, do that. That that really works. Uh, change, you know. Uh, but yeah, I lost a lot of weight, and, and I'm still, you know, I still go up and down now. But uh, it, it really did help out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what's your go-to food? Uh, it's called your problem, food, man. <laughs> <laughs> we like to eat steak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I just enjoy food, bro. Um, you know, it was a couple of things. As, as you know, being a younger dog, I had uh, I got married early, had my daughter, my wife and I uh, divorced, and I raised my daughter. You know, from then on, uh, myself, and you know, it's just the stress of the life, man. I think it's just falling back, you know, on on food as a comfort. And you know, using that as something to, to kind of mitigate stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I know a lot of people do stressing. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey and I have been working out a lot mm-hmm. lately. We try some different things, and and I know that I try not to eat after like eight thirty anymore. And I try not to. I try to you know cut out the junk food. Trying to get rid of uh, meat and different it things. Is. But it, it's a it challenge, is. man. You know, I just. I mean. When you get some good food, you you like it. It's comfortable. I mean, so so I definitely do that. Uh, understand how you did that, and I appreciate that you did oh, yeah. that. Um, shared that with us. But uh, what we're gonna do now is uh, we're gonna go play this little game we like to play with our guests called "Getting to Know You Better." Where I ask you a few questions, and uh, you okay. just tell us okay. your answer. It's kind of like either or, okay? All right, it's only like about five or thirty-two. Last count, question. Thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 you just take your time, take a deep breath, and just just answer honestly. Here we go. Coffee. Hot chocolate or yes. coffee? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Why? Why? I'm sorry. You're right. Let me keep going on. Okay. Uh, we as, as you know, we Trey and our own, own opposite sides really? of coffee. Uh, chocolate, but but we would come. I'm we, over we five, so I don't really drink uh, chocolate anymore. But that's I'm sorry. Well, I, I like to sleep at night, so I can't get sitting my eyes wide open, staring at the wall. Is that paint drying? I think that, that's not the right kind of paint. Anyway, second question. Second question: Zumanda or Wakanda for I'm gonna say Wakanda. And Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy? Man, Eddie Murphy. Friends or living single? Oh, man, that's hard. Living single. Oh, he lost cool points. Okay, love, uh, love or money? Movie. Book or movie? If you could be famous for anything, Ooh. what would it be for? <laughs> Yeah, I give you one pass. Yeah. Give one pass. Give you come back to it. Okay. Favorite TV show or movie you binge watching? Breaking Bad. Okay. Love Jones or Love and Basketball? Love Jones. I love that movie. 
chocolate or vanilla? Online shopping or in-person shopping? I I guess I will say online at this point. Okay. Uh, When was the first drink you ever drank? If you had a drink, I never had a drink in my life, so I I don't know. But I just ask, what's the first drink you ever had? It it was a beer. Yeah. Okay. I don't drink. Do you, do you like beer now? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. So. Basketball. Football or basketball? The Heat. Who's your team? Oh, of course. Of course. Of He's course. down there. So you're, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Laker fan. Uh, Trey uh, pointed out something to me that I wanted to verify. He said you spelled your name wrong. I just couldn't Is find you on Instagram. Is your name spelled wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. I may have. What, how did I spell it? Oh, no, he said it began with a G and everything else. He said, first, first Why you got to put me on front street? What you, when you going to let me do my questions, man? Why, why you going to bring me up on your side? See? I'm sorry. I was just. I thought that was funny how he said your name was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't fight with mine, man. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You are always right. Never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Did you have some questions for you? Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yes. Marvel or DC? Oh, no. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, you down there Universal. You Thank you. Me oh, See, I, can't no, tell you. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Batman. That's DC. Okay, we, we'll, we'll, I'll let you slide on that one. That's the wrong answer, but I'll let you slide for right now. That's okay. That's all right. Okay, spicy or mild? Right. Mild. Okay, okay. Are right, you breaking even? Okay. Uh, best decade for R&B music. Oh, my goodness. Mm, good one. R&B. I'm going to say the 90s. Yes! My man. My man. My man. I think it's the 80s. All right. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, it looked like you passed these questions, but I will say that man was yeah. just a millionaire no, with gadgets, but he I has only like. Yeah, we, we, one we movie out of all of them like the best. I like Batman Begins, and I think it's because we just seen both sides. You know, growing up, coming. Is that now, what Bane was like? Bane or something? Bane is that movie talking about? It's the one where you seen uh, okay. him turn into Batman. He he went and trained with uh, Razulu, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I missed all that one. That's the one with the that had Liam Neeson. I gotta look back on too. that. Yes. I don't know about that. One. Yes, yes. That, that was that was that what? was nice. That was a real good. One. Hmm. Oh, okay. I guess we don't have no black uh, superhero. Well, the Brown Hornet. I guess he was a hero, wasn't he? You got me. Y'all probably don't remember him. Y'all too young to know about the Brown Hornet. Bill Cosby with the yeah. With, Bi- with the Bill Cosby. Show, he was on. on. He was on. Uh, yeah. I forget oh, Joe. Joe, like about 20, 28, 29. <laughs> Today. All right. Feel that way. I, I, I remember right. something like that. So, uh, Very vaguely. Let's, let's go. When, when was that popular in the 70s? I, I, uh, yeah, I think it was. Right. I, 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 I'll send you a, I'm yeah, send you a picture. I remember back then with Scott Alfred. Yeah. But let's. Yeah. Yeah, he was on the Fat Albert Show. It was a cartoon mm-hmm. in the cartoon. It was way ahead of his time. See, Bill Cosby was giving him too much back then, and they still ain't ready for it. But, uh, okay. With that being said, let's go ahead and just kind of recap here again. Uh, uh, Mr. Lee has uh, shared some insight for us. He showed us how we can grow our business with the marketing, how to, how to brand ourselves, and just everything. I think all the stuff you gave us, I think it's going to make a difference in a lot of our live anybody who listened and we know we got to get focused and if you need to get yeah, a mentor or right, you would recommend a mentor for everybody right much quicker than you can do it on your okay. own okay yep okay uh be consistent and, and, and definitely be balanced so those are some things that we definitely want to keep in mind here so we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap it up here again we thank you uh, mr lee for dropping in and sharing that knowledge with us too and we also 
Also, want to wish you a uh, yeah, very oh, happy anniversary. Been doing your research, huh? Oh, we have yeah. to. We yeah. have to. <laughs> okay, let's Come just on, see. Man, you he kind of talks that. like that, but we'll talk offline about that. You remember what your parole officer said, Ward? Remember what he said last time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what he said. No, I know what he said. I'm being good. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, maybe we'll uh, catch you up with you here in a couple more months and see what's going on with you. Have you back on. We have a special guest show coming up with this right. guest we have. We have a panel thing. We'd love oh, to you be on there. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, all right. Our pleasure. Hey, hey, everybody stay tuned for Trade Thoughts of Woodward Wonder. Again, y'all have a good day. This has been...